Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. We're really excited because we have Christy Beck with us again. You may remember Christy from our last episode in which we talked about some of her advocacy efforts around um, uh, local school boards and things like that. And so if you have a chance, please listen back to that. But there was a, a part of the conversation that we didn't really get to flesh out what in our previous episode. So we wanted to talk to you a little bit about it. And it's actually related to comprehensive uh, sex education. So I know we talked about some of the the problematic things that we see in comprehensive sex education, but I just want to also like stand up for parents for like just like a second, okay? So I am assuming, and I and I'm I've actually had a really good re- good relationship with my mom. So my mom and I had a very open conversation about sex, but I would say I still had those conversations with her when I was in a as an adult, right? So I would imagine that part of the reason why maybe parents don't have conversations with their kids about sex is because, you know, maybe it wasn't taught to them. They don't know how to have the conversation. And so then in my mind, they're like, we'll just let the schools teach them. So what are your thoughts around that? And then also what ways do you think parents could have those conversations and what encouragement do you have for them and I do have to say right here I'm already getting squeamish right now (laughs) with you even saying this because I'm one of those parents that have no idea how I'm gonna have these conversations but because my mom didn't she took me to a place at some hospital and I just remember watching a show with cats like I remember it had cats (laughs) it was also about two adults she did but all I'm saying is that Pursuers, if you're listening, I am already squirmish right now, but we need we need these answers. So, Christy, I'm yes. so glad you're here. That first one is basically, how do we encourage parents like me to have these types of conversations? Okay, well, keep in mind that it is gradual as the child gets older and older. So, um, with my own kiddos, I use the proper terms for everything. We didn't call it funny little names. We called your body part what it's what it's called, biologically called. We use the proper terms for everything. We tried not to make anything funny or silly or a game. And as Christians. You need to remember God's design for sex. God designed our bodies. He designed us just the way we are. And there is a plan and a purpose for all, for every part of our body. It's designed with a purpose. So remember when they're little, you'll ease into the conversations. And so many times children will ask questions. They're curious. They're naturally curious. And so they're going to ask questions. And you, as the parent, need to discern how much information are they really seeking and how much you should leave out for now. So all along the way, you're planting seeds. So then by the time you get to what we would say, like the birds and the bees conversation, you know, the bigger conversations, you've already laid the groundwork over all these years of using proper terminology. And so it happens gradually. Now, I can say the first conversations that got a little bit serious with both of my kids, my daughter especially, she'd put the blanket over her head 
And I said, I know this is hard for you to hear, but that's okay. You can have your blanket over your head because I'm always going to tell you the truth. And I want you to be informed. And I, I tell you the truth about the way things work. But I always try to tie it back to God's design, God's plan. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And when we follow that order, that design, it is a beautiful, wonderful thing. So that's, that's how I would encourage parents to start. Got it. So I needed you two years ago. I've already failed and I already have some oh, <laughs> names that aren't necessarily. Because I have some cute, what did you call them, Christy? Oh, cute names? little nicknames for body parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because again, I'm telling you, I'm already squirmish here. But what I'm yeah. hearing you say is that there are phases. It's not a one video. All right, we're done. Good. You know it. Right. Let me know if you have questions later. It's it, There's different phases to introducing concepts. And and keep in mind, would you rather your child hear the words from the world or from your mouth? Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that you said, and I'm always going to tell you the truth. So they see you as the truth source. That is so I love that. And guess what? I'm the expert in sex. I had them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we need to be seen as the experts too. I know that sounds crazy, but why would they go to their friends Right. And talk about these things right. when we have the we have the truth, we have the information, we have the knowledge, and we want to give that to our children, you know. And just legally, one of the reasons that, you know, parents are encouraged to also share the, the potty parts is because if for some reason, God forbid, something happens, there's any, there's any sexual inappropriate um, behavior. Inappropriate behavior. Right. Yeah, the, uh, and the, and there's a, the, your child has to be up here in court for some reason. It is encouraged that they know exactly what parts were touched or, you know, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. That way there's no ambiguity about what that s- sounds like and the kid can actually s- say what it is. I'm like really struggling with this. I don't know why. I'm usually pretty open about this stuff. It's just because the thought of it just like makes me, ah. But um, I also kind of see the heart uh, in, in what you just said when it comes to even the sex education in school. It may not necessarily be that it's not appropriate for the school to share it. It's that it needs to also be age appropriate, number one. And then secondly, the parents need to have the autonomy to say, I don't want my child to participate in that conversation because that's something that I need to speak with them about. And I remember when I was in school, they used to have us like fill out those, uh, they would send us a letter, right, that we would bring home to our parents and it would say, hey, this, your student's going to be watching this movie and it has sexual content. Do you agree that they participate? And if you said, your parents said no, then they just put you in another room. And I'm not sure, do you know if they're still doing those kinds of things, like sending uh, information like that to parents? I know that they're sending opt-in, opt-out letters home. There's a lot of pressure for them to opt-in because if you opt-out, you might go sit in the principal's office. I remember when I was in school, there was this one student who was always taken away and we're like, oh, he has to take it. You know, he didn't get to watch this. And so there was some of that with your peers. Because his parents are so weird. 100%. That's what we thought. Like that is what all the kids had thought. So there's that peer pressure coming too. And if you get enough, if you as a parent 
tell and talk to the other parents in the kids' classroom, get enough of those parents and kids all together. Get them all out. Yeah. Together. Point. You know, so they're not alone. And I would even say then I think there's then there's another aspect of another teaching of the kids because I do think that we have to do better at like encouraging our kids to count that cost. Like it is okay if your peers are doing this and your parents decide as a family that you're not doing that. You you have to. You actually have to raise up your children and say, you know, if there's something in school that makes you feel funny inside, that it doesn't sit well with you, that it just makes your stomach like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. We need to validate those children's feelings and say what you are feeling. Well, first of all, as Christians, I'd say that's the Holy Spirit working in them, Mm -hmm. that there is something off. And we need to tell them, if you feel that in class, they need to raise their hand and tell their teacher, I don't feel good about this. I don't want to discuss this or I don't feel right about this. Can I do something else? Um, We need to empower them to, to listen to those feelings and to say it's okay to do something different and then be sure to tell the parent as soon as possible about those feelings. Yeah, great point. Can I um, interject something here too? I just wanted to, the reason why it's, so important that parents start the conversation early. Um, the statistics show that the first time children see porn, because you know how much online stuff there is, the first time they're exposed to porn is around age eight. Yeah. In my home, it was age 10. And mm. I have an IT husband who has our computers locked down. And children don't have to search out porn anymore. It will find them. It knows it knows where they're playing games. It knows what websites they go to. And clickbait is real. And my son saw it at age 10. Mm. So the statistics are true. It's all starting around age 8. But let me tell you, after he saw it, what was the first thing he did? He told me. Mm. Isn't that what we want them to do? Yeah. And so we could work through this. We could process. We could pray over it. And it's, it's been a journey. We've, we've got to have those conversations. Can I just ask real quick, what did that conversation, just the initial response look like? Because I'm, and I'm sure others are dying to know, like, what, how, how do you do that? Like, just take us through a quick run through of what key points did you, I mean, I know you said you pray, oh, but like r- that first part, like, okay, is it first, thank you for telling me? Like, how do you, how do you initially respond, that first response when someone, t- when your child tells you that? I I think it was just that. It was, oh, Matthew, I am so sorry that happened. Thank you for telling me. Thank you so much for trusting me with this. I could tell that his behavior was off. I could tell that something was wrong. Something was really wrong, and he was not himself. Mm -hmm. And so at first, you know, he didn't want to say it. And I kept saying, is everything okay Is there anything you want to talk about? I've just noticed you've been really short with your sister. You're angry. And then he, he shared. And I just, I just said, Oh, Matthew, that I am so sorry that you witnessed that. And, and we talked about, I was like, that was not of God. Was it? That was 
somebody's body who is an image bearer of God that, you know, I mean, and my heart breaks for them for, for exposing themselves. And then my heart breaks, even now thinking about it, my heart is just so heavy. I just remember, boy, I'm going right back to that of just, thank you, Matthew, for sharing and for telling me. And then we started the process of praying. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer. I pray the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus over my son to take the images from his, his mind and we tried to focus on the truth, the goodness, the beauty of God and what our bodies are designed for. But like I said, it is a long process. You, it's not one prayer and it's over and done with. It's yeah. continual conversations. But now as a 20-year-old young man, we talk about everything, mm. everything. And I love that he comes to me and his dad and we're, we're trusted. Yeah. Creating that at an early age. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. So last question is, what do you see the role of the church in empowering parents with these conversations? And, and also, do you think that it's the role of the church to share this information with the students? I absolutely think the church should get involved. I absolutely, through the youth groups and the children's groups, through children's ministers, we absolutely need to partner with parents and have maybe workshops, equipping workshops, giving them resources. There's so many good Christian publishers out there with books on how to talk to your kids about sex and their bodies and all of those kinds of things. Um, we need to equip our parents, and I think the church absolutely needs to step into that role and lead the way. Show them that as Christians, I mean, again, it's God's design. Why wouldn't we talk about it? This is the way God designed our bodies. He said he created a male and female, be fruitful and multiply. So we need to bring a biblical view back to sex, and the church should absolutely lead the way. Chrissy, I have a question about marriage. And when you're having a conversation with your kids about sex, do you also talk about marriage? Or do you sort of, are these two separate conversations? Or are they interconnected? Good question. Um, that, we actually did them interconnected. We always talked about what was God's design. God's original intent was for man and woman to be together in marriage. And that's in marriage is when babies happen. Now, both of my kids, I've told them, it is your, your choice. And you have to make the decision for yourself when you're going to have sex. Mm -hmm. I would hope and pray that you would want to wait till you got married because that is a special, special gift that you can only give away for the first time, one time, you know? Um, so we talk about how special and God's designed it that way. Now, I've also said, but if you choose to have sex and a baby results or things result from it, we will be there for you. We will, we will come alongside you because we have been open with you all these years. We're going to continue to still be open and have conversations and work through whatever, whatever you decide, whatever consequences may come. We're there for you. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Christy. Thank you for sharing your insight and your wisdom. Pursuers, we hope that this information has been awesome and informational. Um, as always, we hope you have a wonderful week and let's stand for truth, pursuers.